You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. This is Fired Up Browns with your host, Daniel Garrett, and today we are previewing the Browns' week six game against the Arizona Cardinals. So, let's get into it. So, we start this one out with the injury reports here. Let's start out with the Cardinals. A couple players that are not expected to play in this one. Rodney Hudson, center for the Cardinals. That is a big deal. He was a massive improvement for them at the center position really helped hold this line together as a whole. A lot of offensive line improvement out of the Cardinals. The other big one, Chandler Jones, edge rusher. He is a bit older, 32, I believe, but he's been one of the top five edge rushers in the league this year. Just a fantastic player. Really is, hate to say it, but that's a big, big deal against this Browns team is very beneficial for them for him not to play because I don't know if Jedrick Wills is going to play. So even if he does play, he's going to play hurt. If Jack Conklin plays, he's going to play hurt. So it's probably pretty good that he's not playing for the Browns' sake. couple other injuries here. Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, cornerbacks are playing. They participate in a limited practice, uh, a limited capacity at practice. Didn't play last week. Byron Murphy is very good. Marco Wilson, eh. You know, not not the best. I I had to watch him for multiple years at Florida. Uh, I I may be scarred by that and may not be seeing things clearly, but it, I have reason to be scarred, if we're being honest here. I have plenty of reason to be scarred from that experience. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins has been sick for two days in a row now. Uh, Jordan Hicks, toe injury, hasn't been starting because they're starting Zayvon Collins there at Mike. So, you know, he's a very good player. He just isn't starting at the moment. They're starting a younger guy. Um for the Browns, flip over to their injury report. Uh, big ones, Clowney obviously missed last week. Limited participant. It's a positive sign, but doesn't necessarily mean anything in terms of if he's going to play or not. Uh, Greg Newsom, limited participant. Again, same thing. Hopeful that he plays. I believe he actually said he is hopeful it doesn't give us a good prognosis because uh, typically those those uh, diagnosis and uh, expect expectations are doubtful or probable or questionable, not hopeful. So uh, 
that that's why Greg Newsom is a Cleveland Brown and not a doctor. But hopefully he can play. Grady Williams got her a little bit in that last game. Did play through it. Limited. Expect him to play. Denzel Ward got hurt. Missed the rest of the game. Limited. Hopefully he plays. Uh, you obviously have Conklin and Jedrick Wills, who are the big question marks. Neither participate in practice. I would expect Conklin to play. I'm not expecting Jedrick to play. That's where I'm at at the moment. That can change. That's a very fluid situation. Um, Again, if one of them doesn't play, Hans will be the first starter. Uh, If neither of them play, then obviously it'll be both Hans and Hudson. Um, It is helped by not having Chandler Jones, but you still do have J.J. Watt. You still do have a solid defensive line there for the Cardinals. It's not the greatest. It's not going to really pressure you a whole lot, but, you know, it's it's a probably without Chandler Jones, a little bit below average, not not great depth, but, you know, it against backups, it becomes a more even matchup. So we'll get into our first big matchup here. That is this Browns secondary against a very, very good passing game for the Cardinals. And that passing game is good despite bad coaching. So you obviously have a lot of talented players. Start Starting with DeAndre Hopkins, you have older, semi-washed A.J. Green. I don't want to say fully washed. I think he can still do some things, but, you know, he's about halfway there to being washed. Uh, Rondale Moore is very talented, very good with the ball in his hand. Uh, just throw him some screens, get some good yards after catch, something that this Cardinals team severely lacked last year. Uh, they have a lot of high investments in their fourth, fifth co- wide receiver. Uh, Christian Kirk is wide receiver four. He was a former second round pick, I believe. Uh, hasn't been good, but you know, he has athleticism. They, they, they are deep there. They invested a lot of resources there. And obviously you do that when you think you have a quarterback like Kyler Murray, who going into the year, Kyler Murray, middle of the pack, not in terms of future outlook, obviously. He was always very talented, very promising. But in terms of his play last season would have put him middle of the pack. He was not super efficient, had a great start, died out towards the end. This year, his start has been even better than his start last year. We'll see how he can maintain that performance, but... From the looks of it, he has made a jump, and you typically do see that jump year three as well. That's usually your last bigger jump is that year three jump. So I I think that he's a very, very good high-level quarterback. Um, you look at the Browns secondary, how banged up they've been. You know, it wouldn't necessarily be an issue with the talent they have and the depth they have injury here or there but the problem is 
you've had injuries here or there throughout the beginning of the season. And you have a lot of new pieces in that secondary. Talented pieces, for sure. But you have three new starters, a new starting nickel, new starting outside corner, new starting safety. Then your backup safety, your third safety, is new. He didn't play last year. Greedy Newsome, your second, your backup outside corner, is new. Didn't play last year under Joe Woods for Joe Woods' first year. So, new system for him, kind of. And, you know, like, yes, they had the playbook. They could have learned it, but nothing compares to live reps. So, they need those live reps. And a lot of it, his communication errors. You saw some communication errors last week pop up. That Mike Williams post touchdown that he took, well, I said, I forget how long it was, but it was insanely long. Miscommunication. That is, you know, you have Harrison going up to stop the over, and you don't have John Johnson coming over when he is has no one there to cover the post. One of those guys needs to take the post. One of them needs to take the over on that miscommunication where Johnson didn't take the post. So don't know exactly who that is on, but it's a miscommunication thing. That was just one example. There's plenty of examples from the Browns so far. So this secondary, despite its talent, may not be performing at its peak because of those communication errors. So, you have a very talented quarterback, some talented receivers. It's going to be a tough, tough game where they need to really step up and play a cohes- as a cohesive unit. Talk about it a lot with offensive lines, but the same thing applies to your secondary. You have to be a cohesive unit. So, the next matchup then... I think we flip over to the other side. The same thing. Browns, receivers, and tight ends against this Cardinals secondary. Murphy is coming off injury. Wilson coming off injury. Those are two-year starters. Obviously, you have a pretty good safety as well in Buda Baker. But you just don't necessarily love... Every piece in the secondary, you know, I think Murphy and Baker are two very talented players. The rest of the secondary, not the biggest fan of. So you have room to attack, but it has played pretty well so far. So I I think that you have room to attack with these depth pieces. And the way that these depth pieces play well is... Having the star players actually playing well. And that is Odell. A lot of talk in the news about Odell possibly being traded. We mentioned it last last episode. You know, if he gets traded, he gets traded. It's not really the point of the discussion. The point of the discussion isn't necessarily if he actually does get traded. It is, A, what's his value as a general idea to the NFL as a whole, meaning draft cap capital sent back. And also, what is he doing to help this Browns team? Because while I think the first one 
is fairly high still. I don't necessarily know if he's doing much of the second one. I, I don't know how much he's helping this year. You know, he's just been struggling. And you have that sometimes, but you need to bounce back and perform better. And so you get him to step up. Don't expect anything out of Anthony Schwartz. We kind of went over this before the season. He's a deep threat. That's all he can do right now. Year three, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about him doing our stuff. You know, we want him by year three to be that guy. You get the ball, short areas, he goes. You get him on these routes where he can use his speed and athleticism to be able to get separation on actual routes instead of just a go. He isn't there yet. So you can't expect much out of him. Peoples-Jones has been playing fantastic. Jarvis Hurt. Rashard Higgins. Uh, it's Rashard Higgins. He's not a great athlete. He's a budget version of Jarvis Landry. You know, doesn't separate against man. Gets what he can by finding gaps in zone coverage. Doesn't really provide much after the catch. You know, just a budget version of Jarvis Landry. Uh, he's fine. Whatever. David Njoku's a big one. He's been performing very well, especially as a pass catcher. Just an athletic freak at the tight end position. Uh, you expect more out of Austin Hooper. Obviously, Hooper. Very good blocker. Very good in the run game for that. Very good even pass protector as well for a tight end. Does a lot of the little stuff well that you look for, but just hasn't produced as a pass catcher yet. And you expect him to do that. And, you know, that... That isn't, he's not an explosive plays kind of guy. He is a get the ball, maybe pick up a first down when it's third down type of guy. That's the kind of receiver he needs to be. That's the kind of receiver he was able to be in Atlanta. And that's why the Browns went out and got him along with his pass blocking and his run blocking. He's very good at both. He he does what he is asked to do, but he needs to do more because he makes more than what he is asked to do. So you need those guys to really step up. And obviously Baker needs to make the right decisions. Baker's accuracy had two games where it was off. It looked like it was back. Decision making, not great. And, you know, you compare these two quarterbacks. Obviously, I thought last year Baker Mayfield outperformed Kyler Murray on the entirety of the season. When you go to where the upside is, Kyler obviously has the higher upside. And I think Kyler Murray has actually taken the leap that he needs to. So I would now put him above him. But it's the discussion. Daniel Jeremiah of NFL Network calls them trucks versus trailers. Are you hauling your team behind you to the playoffs or is the team hauling you? Now, here's the thing. Where do I see Kyler? I think he can be a truck. Baker, I don't think can be that truck, but all Baker has to do in this game and in all future games 
is just be a very, very light trailer. Just don't hold us back. Just don't really slow us down. Don't be an issue. That's all he needs. Baker can be, at times, in certain games, a very, very high-level quarterback. In a standard, just drop-back passing attack, can he be elite? No. No, he can't. But you can make up for his flaws and do all this stuff, and he can be good enough to win this game and even outperform a quarterback such as a Kyler Murray. He had a great game last week. He showed a few of his flaws there at the end in that two-minute drill. But overall, a great game. You have to look at it from the overall game, game and not just the last minute and a half. So, Baker. Plays well, plays like he did last week. You probably win this game because more often than not, you win this game. I believe it was 463 and 0 was the record of teams that scored 40 points and had over 500 yards and had zero turnovers. They were 463 and 0 going into that game. The Browns made it 463 and 1. It's just a very disappointing thing. So, odds are, if Baker plays like he did last week, you win every other game. Because the odds say, if you do that, you're going to win. 463 out of 464 times is what the odds say. So, if, if Baker plays as well as he did, we win this game. Nothing else matters. But you look at where the Browns have a huge advantage. That is, in the running game, that's where the Browns are actually going to win this game. Instead of the theoretical possibility of Baker repeating last week's fantastic performance. Uh, Nate Tice on the Athletic Football Show talked last week in his preview for the the game against the Niners for the Cardinals last week about the lack of eye discipline for these linebackers. And you look at two very high picks, Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, that are starting for the Cardinals. They are not there yet in terms of their ability to read what's going on, their ability to have discipline, be able to actually make plays after finding out what is going on. The Browns are very well suited. He, They talk about this with both the Niners and the Rams. Well, the Browns' rushing attack is sort of similar, but a little bit different in that not only can they do this wide zone attack, but they also can do some inside zone. They can do some gap power. They can do a wider variety of things even than those teams. And when you have these young linebackers that struggle with eye discipline and all this kind of things, I expect a very good game on the ground. And obviously, we talk about this. This front is fine. Uh, you look at it. It's Lecky, Foto, Richard Lawrence, J.J. Watt, and Victor Demikeji, probably as that Chandler Jones replacement. But... You know, it's not not great there. J.J. Watt's good. The rest of those guys, the other two guys are solid, but, like, they're nothing special. 
as long as this Browns offensive line is somewhat healthy and can handle J.J. Watt, who is obviously a lot less athletic than he used to be, I think you're fine and you could run this ball, especially given the linebackers. Now, as a whole, without Chandler Jones, I think this defense is below average, so you should be able to pill up points no matter what. But, yeah, I, I just really don't see it here with this Cardinals defense being able to stop the Browns. Oh my god, James Wiggins. Safety. Start him. I don't care. One of my draft crushes from Cincinnati this past year. Seventh round pick. Forgot he played for Arizona, honestly. Um, yeah, I want to see him because I think he has more talent than any of these other safeties outside of Buda Baker. So I want to see him play. As a side note there, uh really love James Wiggins. I think he's the best DB that they drafted, and they drafted three. They drafted three DBs, and I think he's the most talented one of them all. So that goes to show you that NFL teams' drafting decisions are s- sometimes dumb. But yeah, this team, you can put up points on them, especially with no Chandler Jones. I expect the Browns to put up some points. Can they win this game? Maybe. Depends on how well their defense does. And that depends on health and communication. So, if we're being honest, who knows? Because we don't know who's actually playing for the Browns. If we knew whether or not Javion Clowney was going to play, which, again, I said expect him to, Greg Newsom, Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, if we knew if those guys were all playing, it changes a lot. Because this team doesn't have a lot of depth at defensive end. So losing one of these top three guys and Garrett Clowney or McKinley, very bad. Very, very bad. So you just got to hope that those guys are all healthy and that gives you a really good shot at winning this game. So for me, we're going to put the MVP of this game as Kyler Murray. I think he is the one player in this game that most affects winning. I don't necessarily know if the Cardinals win this one. But I think the Browns, if they pull this out, it's going to be a team effort. Whereas the Cardinals, no matter what, it's going to rely solely on Kyler Murray. So I think he's just the MVP by default for this one. Uh, sleeper. Going to go with Jeremiah Usukoromoa. Because what you need to do if you have a super athletic quarterback is have a super athletic linebacker. And thank God the Browns have one of those linebackers that the Cardinals probably should have drafted at 16. But will, or yeah, 16. Yeah, they should have drafted him and says Avon Collins. Sorry, Cardinals fans, but it's the truth. He's the better player. I don't care about his health concerns. And I don't, well, actually, I do care because. Your defensive staff failed Isaiah Simmons in the first year. So maybe it wouldn't have worked out that well because you struggled with Isaiah Simmons. But, yeah, Jeremiah was a Cormo sleeper. I think he is going to be one of the more important pieces for this Browns defense both today, no, not today, Sunday, and going forward. So Kyler Murray MVP, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, sleeper. This game, prediction time, 405 game, 
game, obviously, here at Cleveland. Chandler Jones being out really changes a lot because, as I said before, I do not think Jedrick Wills plays. So Chandler Jones being in there provides a lot of issues for the Browns, but he's not. So what does that tell me? I'm going with the Browns, 34-31. little quick reasoning here. The Browns are three-point favorites, actually, so this is literally just covering the spread barely. This is a push, actually. Uh, so push, according to BetMGM. Um, so, Brown's push here. Better running game. Have an advantage on that side of the ball in the running game. The Browns have a okay enough passing game, given how much the Browns need to actually pass. It's good enough. Okay enough. Uh... Then defensively, where are the Browns weak? Well, stopping the run. They kind of suck there. Their linebackers, not great. Their interior defensive line, not great. They really rely a lot on Jadavian Clowney making plays in the run game. Miles Garrett making plays in the run game. Their two best defensive tackles are both pass rush first guys. Malik McDowell, Malik Jackson. Um, Andrew Billings hasn't really done anything this year. Tommy Togi, I didn't expect him to do anything, but Billings has done nothing. Um, yeah, the weakness is in the running game, which the Cardinals are better at this year than last year, but they're still not good. They really do rely on Kyler Murray to do everything for them, and, you know, that's where the Browns built this team. They built this team to stop Patrick Mahomes. Now... Did Justin Herbert dice them up last week? Yes. The Browns were heavily injured. Do I think Justin Herbert would have done as well had the Browns been fully healthy? No. Would they have put up like 35? Sure. I think Justin Herbert is a little bit better than Kyler Murray at this point. Um, I think this Browns defense can hold them to the low 30s. Maybe high 20s even. I think that's enough, given the state of this Cardinals defense without Chandler Jones versus this Browns offense that has been playing pretty well, running the ball the entire year, and then passing the ball, they had a two-week downturn, and the other three weeks, they've been pretty good. So I think the Browns pulled this one out 34-31 at home. So that'll be it for us here today on Fired Up Browns. We will be back next week to review the Browns' Week 6 matchup against the Cardinals and then to preview their Week 7 matchup on Thursday night against the Denver Broncos. Let's get fired up.